this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It's wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Have you ever stopped and thought about just how significant relationships really are? I understand some are introverted, some are extroverted, some like to be around people, others are like, I'll take a few but not too many. But have you ever thought that relationships are key for us? I don't know about you, but in the midst of COVID, one of the greatest challenges was the fact that being around people was taken from us. Uh, we couldn't see our family. We couldn't hang out with our friends. We, we couldn't go to, to work. And for us, we couldn't be at church. I mean, I mean, heck, we're online the way we are now because of COVID, because we couldn't hang out together. And so one of the realities we see is just how significant being around other people truly is. One study that I love, it was done uh, well before COVID. Uh, it was a, a study called the Alameda County Study done by a Harvard social scientist where he spent nine years watching 7,000 people. Nine years, 7,000 people. And his primary focus was looking at the significance of relationships, of being relationally connected. And, and one of the fascinating things that he found in this study was that People who had deep and meaningful relationships were four times better at living longer. That, that, that one thing that they noticed was that even if you had poor health habits, like you didn't have a great diet, you smoked, you maybe drank a little bit too much, you didn't exercise, that even if you had poor health habits, yet you were relationally connected, you had a three to four time percent greater chance of living longer than someone who had phenomenal health yet was relationally isolated. I don't know if this was one of the conclusions in the study, but for me, it reminds me that it's better to eat donuts with friends than broccoli alone. But when I think about that study, one of the things I, I realize is that these studies only indicate and highlight what the Bible continually tells us. That, that we are wired for community. That, that, that isolation is not part of the plan. I mean, I mean, real quickly, if I was to give you a real quick run-through of the Bible, it starts off in the book of Genesis when God is creating the heavens and the earth. And on the particular day when he creates Adam, man in his own image, for the very first time, God says this, it is not good to be alone. And so what does God do? Out of Adam, he creates Eve. He creates woman. He, he creates this idea of community. Fast forward into much of the Old Testament and you start to see how this community is lived out. That, that when God wants to bring his blessing into this world, he creates a nation of Israel. And if you know a little bit about the Old Testament, you realize that things didn't always go smoothly. That within community, being around other people, sometimes it gets messy. Sometimes it is unpleasant. But this was God's plan. You jump into the New Testament and you get to a place where, where now God comes in human form in Jesus. And if there's ever a moment where God was going to say, you know what, maybe this whole community, maybe this whole being together thing isn't really working, now was the time. But God didn't go that route. I mean, what did Jesus do? He, he gathered people around him. As frustrating, as difficult, as challenging, as messed up as they were, and said, we are going to do this together. 
and then jump to the end of life. I don't know what you think about when it comes to eternal life and maybe you don't want to think too much about it. And maybe you think, well, it's just going to be kind of me and God and I'm going to do my own thing. And well, I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you, but that's not what it's going to be like. Jesus in John chapter 14, when, when he's bringing comfort to his disciples, he creates this amazing image for, for what eternal life is going to be like. And he says this, in my father's house, there are many rooms. What Jesus is doing is he's painting this picture of community. Like living with people, that's when you get real community. That's when you get to know individuals. But it goes all the way back to that one comment at the very beginning of Genesis that for me just just highlights again the importance of relationships, the, the significance of community, that it is not good to be alone. Haven't the last two years completely highlighted that for us? Haven't, haven't we experienced that? That it's not been good to celebrate on our own, whether it's, whether it's weddings, whether it's birthdays, whether it's anniversaries. It's not good to be alone. Or what about the, the difficult times of life when, when we're having to walk through hardships and, and we're, we're, we're needing those people to come alongside? You, you realize in COVID, it's not good to be alone. Or what about when it comes to grief? Grieving a loved one, not allowing your community to come around you to support you, to grieve and to mourn with you. This fall, we've been working on a series called Essentials, and we're looking at some of the essentials to following Jesus. In, in a couple of weeks, we are going to talk about some of the key essentials that we need to believe as a follower of Jesus, but I've done something intentional in this series. And I, I started off with behaviors, that there's certain behaviors that are essential. And I'm going to suggest today's conversation is essential. That, that yes, there's essential things for us to believe, but it's not just about what I believe and this idea that it's me and Jesus. It's essential to live out our faith in community. It's essential to have a relationship with God, but also as an expression of that, have a relationship with others. In my quick overview of the Bible, there was one significant portion that I left out. We started with creation, jumped to Israel, jumped to Jesus, jumped to eternal life. But, but in between Jesus and eternal life, there's a thing called the early church. That the first four gospels of, of, of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, talk about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And then after the resurrection, Jesus spends some time with his disciples and he tells them, listen, you're going to go and make disciples. You, you are going to continue to build my kingdom. I am with you always. And it's here that then Jesus says, now you're going to go out. And it's key to land in the book of Acts. Acts is an amazing place to begin because it shows the beginning of the early church. It shows how they started to work this out. And there's one particular passage that I want to land on today because it hits on this key essential of community. There's a number of things that are mentioned, but, but just notice if you can see the, the common thread. Let me jump in. It's Acts chapter two, verses, beginning with verse 42. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. 
They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. It's, it's right there that, that we see something significant being said, that they devoted themselves to teaching, to prayer, to being generous, to the Lord's Supper, to the work of the Holy Spirit. But did you see the thread that pulled it all together? One word, togetherness. They, they did it together. Let me just pull out a couple lines. It says, they devoted to fellowship. Now, first of all, first of all, a little bit of a personal confession. I don't really love the word fellowship for two reasons. One is fellowship just sounds so, so churchy, doesn't it? Like when someone says, hey, let's enjoy some fellowship, you're like, oh my goodness, what is this all about? And so I kind of tend to stray away from it. The second reason, this is the more important reason, is we misuse it. We, we talk about fellowship as really like after church, let's go drink some coffee and eat some cookies, right? And let's just kind of have small talk. But the word fellowship is amazing. It means intentional connecting with like-minded people. That, that when we talk about fellowship, it's this idea of, of I want to be together with those who, who want to pull in the same direction as me, who, who, who want to learn and live life with Jesus, and so the other church, they devoted themselves to this type of fellowship. It says that they shared meals. They, they met together in one place. They worshiped together. They met in homes. I mean, over and over and over again, we're reminded of how the early church functioned together. Let's pull it in, get a little bit more personal. What about you? Does this describe your experience? Does this describe your relationship with the church? I know maybe for some of us we can tick off a few of those boxes, but, but are we intentional about becoming a part and building community? Listen, I get it, I get it. There is some significant irony in all of this, in the fact that I'm speaking to you and we're not face-to-face, that you're watching me, and, and I'm going to get to that in a moment but understand the core theme of the early church. This is not rocket science. Oftentimes we see incredible things they did. They saw signs and wonders. They saw many people come to faith, but underlying all of it, knitting it together, was the sense of being together with one another. And we see this throughout the entire New Testament. There, there was actually a period of time where they started to stray away from it a little bit. If you jump into the book of Hebrews, it's about 40 years after the beginning of the early church. And there's, there's one particular place where the book of Hebrews reminds them, don't stop meeting together. You know, I'll be honest. Listen, community is not always easy. We're not all wired the same way. People can be frustrating. People can have different opinions. We, we can get busy with our own lives which is why we need to be intentional. I mean, I mean, COVID has just highlighted this for me yet again, of just how important people are, how, how much we need one another. Uh, there's other challenges, like, I mean, the internet, right? As great and as amazing as the internet is, I'm not, I'm not bashing it for a moment, but let's be honest, we've never been more connected, but also probably never lonelier. I mean, we have a ton of these friends on Facebook or Instagram followers or whatever it is, and, and we're constantly posting. But are we really connected? Yet I think one of the greatest challenges that fights against this sense of community 
is this individualistic mindset. I mean, think about it. You, you can get great content through a podcast. You can download your own playlist so that you can hear only the tunes that you want to sing along to. Yet that's not ultimately what God wants for us. You see, you see, we are wired for relationship with God and with one another. Listen, if you only hear one thing from me today, understand this, that faith is personal, but never private. What I mean by that is faith is personal. You, you can't inherit faith. Just because your parents were followers of Jesus or your, 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 your kids are followers of Jesus, it, it doesn't pull you under the umbrella. You, you have to come to a place where you make a commitment and say, yes, Jesus, I want you in my life. But, but, it's never meant to be private. You see, one of the problems we fall into is think, well, it's just me and Jesus. I'm learning, I'm praying, I'm growing. But are you doing it with one another? God is relational. And as you start to read through the entire Bible, you, you see how God wants to get people together to learn and to grow. I mean, I mean, this is the way he has it. Yes, it is messy. Yes, it is not always ideal. Yes, there are challenges, but there is no greater benefit. And I would even suggest that, that one of the best ways that we begin to grow and learn and deepen in our relationship with God is by being surrounded by others. So what's our takeaway? Let's just jump to the elephant in the room, right? The fact that you are watching this online. Some of us, we've never met together. Some of us, we have met, but it's been a long time. Listen, listen, I'm not saying that we're going to like suddenly shut it down. We're not going to do online. We're, we're committed to this. We, we understand the importance of this. We, we have made new connections. We, 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 we have seen opportunities grow, and we're going to continue to do this. But this is not the be-all and the end-all. That ultimately, we want to grow together with one another. I think of it this way. It's kind of like online dating, right? Online dating is amazing because you get to see a whole new opportunity. It, it opens doors. It introduces you to people that you may never have met. But at the end of the day, you want to meet the person face to face, right? Perhaps for too long, we've been online dating when it comes to church, We've been checking each other out. We've been jumping from church to church and watching different things. But can we make it personal? So what does this look like? What about for you? Where are you at? Let me suggest two things. The first one is we are beginning a new Alpha course on October the 17th. And I get it. I get it. Listen, it's online but you're gonna be together talking and learning. We've been running online for the last two years with Alpha. I think this is gonna be our seventh course. And what's been really awesome is not just people learn together online, but oftentimes through the course, they then show up to church in person and they meet for the very first time. And there's this amazing connection. We've seen it a number of times. Would you consider that? At least taking this next step of saying, I'm gonna make it more personal. I am. I'm going to make it more relational. And so send Bruce an email. Get more information. Begin to look. October the 17th. More information is going to be coming. This is where we're going to launch. Second thing I'm going to say is this. What about getting more involved with a community of faith? 
Now, now for those of you that live within a, a reasonable driving distance, we, we'd love for you to come and join us. We would love for you to show up on a Sunday morning, see us live, get, get, get to know us. We have coffee before, heck, during, after. Like, it's just a time to be together. Is it easier to be at home? 100%. Is it more comfortable? Well, most likely. But it is of greater benefit, I believe, to be in person. So, so we'd love for you to come. Just come and check us out. Now, if you live really far away, we're really grateful that you're still watching us. But I'm going to say the same thing to you. Is there a local community church that, that you can begin to get involved with? Because we are wired for community. God says it right at the very beginning in Genesis. It is not good to be alone. So, what step can you take? How can you become more connected with others? Is it going to happen overnight? No. But you're going to have to be intentional. You're going to have to take a step of faith. But I promise you this. When you do, in time you'll begin to see the benefits of learning and living together with others. It will not only deepen your faith, but that your life will be used by God to deepen others. So what do you say? Let's get together. Because as God says, it's not good to be alone. Pray with me. And so Lord God, we just pray for this day. We recognize that for many people, being separated from others has been hard. And I just pray that they would know your presence. But I also pray that that you would give them the courage to, to take a step, to, to recognize that, that we need one another, not just our families, not just our friends, not just our colleagues, but, but we need a community of faith that we are better together. And so I help all of us take the necessary step so that we can deepen our faith in you and come alongside others as they deepen their faith as well. We ask it all, Jesus, in your name. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Now may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious towards you. Now may the Lord look to you always and grant you his hope and his peace today and in all of your tomorrows. Amen. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris. Our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 1030 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. 
And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.